right, welcome back, my boy. Uh, we're back with another episode of the Bit by Bit podcast, another episode of the Biterian Collection. This is episode 11 within the Biterian Collection. Um, we're here with Barbershop 2, back in business. That's just a funny title. <laughs> Barbershop 2, back in business. Uh, I really like this movie, man. But I don't know. I can't really say I really like. I should, let me recant that. I like this movie. I shouldn't say I really like this movie. Uh, I, I I know I've said I like a lot of our movies, but this one I might be a lot more critical on now. I've read because I've reseen it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like it. Was it your first time seeing this one? No, I've seen okay. it uh, several times, but mm. this is my first time watching it in a while. Okay, so I've seen this a lot before, like in life. What I really did like about it growing up was the fact that it gave Cedric, the entertainer, more backstory uh, because he just always appeared. I, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't really care that much about his character just being the old head in the barbershop, Eddie. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, you know, in this one, he kind of had the civil rights background and they kind of like bounced it in between randomly. And then they showed Calvin's dad, but that was kind of like the thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is cool. Eddie like appeared and, you know, they gave him some type of backstory, but that was kind of it. Like, I'm not saying they really need to give him more, but it was like, okay, this is the reason. But they really showed he's not an actual barber. He's just the guy that chills in the shop. I, I don't know. I hated it. <laughs> I hated his backstory, which is crazy. Well, you hated his backstory I, completely? Yeah. Well, the way they like shot it and a lot of it was just like, this is not good. And then they went, they went into... um the scenes on the train with uh I think her name like Garcelle. Uh she's fancy from Jamie Foxx show. Um oh yeah now the, those scenes on the train with her were really good and I really liked them. But it was like you've been looking for this lady for 30 years and they never seen her but now y'all see each other on the train. I will say that part it didn't really add up but it it, they... it didn't make no sense. It didn't really add up that they have been looking for each other and then randomly seeing each other downtown Chicago on the train. And then it's like, oh, hey, I just wanted to find you to get my ring back because uh, of the ring. Right. It was like, I just mm-hmm. wanted my ring back. But, you know, it really wasn't about the ring, whatever. But, re- yeah, it didn't make sense. Like, I've been looking and then for they, you this whole time. And then they leave off together like they had been in a relationship the whole time. I mean, I guess technically they were. Like, they were technically married this whole time. But they ain't seen each other in 30 years. <laughs> Life happens, man. It, it ain't it ain't make sense. But the scenes with, like, I think it was, like, the Black Panther scene. Where you, they can't were say, they you, can't, you can't say that wasn't a great scene. You can't say the Black Panther scene wasn't hilarious. It just made him... It made the Black Panther party look stupid. I will say this. I could go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not gonna interrupt. Go ahead. Get your point. Well, across. no, that that was just the only thing. It made him look stupid. Okay. I see your point. 
I feel like it's less about the Black Panthers and it's very much more about Eddie and Eddie and Calvin in that scene. And it's completely about just those two. That's how I always looked at it. And it's just solely supposed to be about where do these two stand in this moment of civil rights. I get that, but you ain't have to use the, <laughs> the Black Panther Party to get that across. True. If that's the way you feel I, about it, true. But because I mean, they they do it almost at like the one of the last scenes where they're looting mm. and they're about to uh, throw the thing into the shop. Mm-hmm. They pretty much get it out uh, in that scene about where they stand, which is true, very much so. So I don't know. You have a good point. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. I don't know. I felt like it was more so just establishing. Eddie's perspective on civil rights and just establishing the relationship between the two and you know furthering the seed or planting the seeds of who is Eddie and who is Calvin and that leads into Calvin's son I mean obviously you already knew that but um for people who haven't seen Barbershop or anything but I don't know I really like the flashbacks in this um I know I said I wasn't going to reference barbershop one but in barbershop one you know they just never really mention calvin's dad or i think they do but you know he's passed away but in this one you finally Mm. get to see like oh hey there is calvin's dad but he's not like in the they could have done it like really corny where he just randomly appears like hey son i'm here and here's my son as a baby like they they could have done it that way, but they could have done it a better way also. Like, the, they turned the scenes into black and white at one point, and then they switched it into, like, switch another the color. color. It switched the color. And that I'm part like, of it was confusing. What are, I'm like, <laughs> what are they doing? They were just doing anything with the uh, flashbacks. Okay, the part going into color was a little bit confusing. I was like, all right, uh... I took it as maybe it's going from black and white into color to show how like relevant these are, but that was just my interpretation of it. Uh, that's just me standing on it. You doing some work for this fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Barbershop 2 back in business. <laughs> I don't know. Like some of the, I think I liked it because of the Chicago stuff. Mm-hmm. More than anything, like seeing the CTA and uh, some of the builders and stuff. But yeah, a lot of it was, I don't know, it, it wasn't it wasn't written that strongly. Well, let's get into um, the aspects of actual Barbershop 2 and the actual Barbershop. What my main complaints were of how I felt about it. I feel like it <laughs> it didn't need to be done <laughs> as a sequel because yeah (laughs) you could have went from the first one to actually the third one and just cut i don't know if you've ever seen the third one but the Mm -hmm. third one just deals with like more so gun violence and political uh things so it's more so the obama era going into the trump era and Mm -hmm. it's more relevant i feel like now somewhat it's a film we could talk you know at a different time off air if you want but it really could just go from the first one to the third one. You really didn't need this movie at all. Like when you watch it again now, because rewatching this, I'm like, it's okay. It's like, you know, it's okay. A sequel, but we did not need the sequel because they just kind of linger. Eve is just, she doesn't have any type of development. 
what was the point of this movie okay since we brought up the first one i just want to say this movie is like a complete retread of the first one yes. but the characters are like all downgraded Very they're like so. left to one specific thing that mm-hmm. they had in the first one yeah because like Eve's character, she has like no real personality in it anymore. No, yeah. Uh she really goes from the first film and like I said, you haven't seen the third one. The only time she kind of goes from personality um and I hate to say it like the but the only time you really see Eve's character uh it's like written like oh man, this is great is the first film in the third film, where she's like, I think a hairstylist for like someone on the Chicago Bulls, but the second mm-hmm. film, it's the same thing from the first film, and all they keep saying is, "Oh, you just allowed, and you can't find a man." And it's like, why do you? This is all you guys wrote. This is it. And Michael Lely, <laughs> they gave him nothing. It's a, it's, it's a waste of good talent. It. It's a waste of good talent for him and Eve. It, it's really a waste of good talent for both both great actors. Yeah. They really just had him. It was in like a muscle shirt the whole movie. And he <laughs> just walking around ma- just making comments. Oh, you ain't that good. <laughs> it was, and then they had a scene uh, with him and Eve it was, where she was trying to uh, talk about how I think she was basically saying he was uh, like a no good dude mm-hmm. and he ended up saying I was studying for my GED she found the GED yeah. results and he, I was studying I didn't want nobody to know and it's like this sentimental moment but it's not <laughs> it's not sentimental it's not, not, it's, at not all. it's not as sentimental as they make it seem and I think what got me was he, you didn't changed. I miss the loud, the loud Terry, <laughs> the Terry that used to just be loud. No, what is this movie like? What is? This? And then they kiss. Then they kiss in the car, and like all the cars behind them start beeping and going around him and stuff. Like this is just not a good moment. It it tries to weave in more so the rom com factor of things. Mm. Um. And I get that, but you can tell they're really pulling on the heartstrings of the first one. And it's yeah. like, and this isn't a lot of people doing. don't remember the first one. So it's like the dynamics mm-hmm. are strong enough to last on its own in this movie. And they're like, oh, Ricky, um, for Michael Ely, you just uh, was a thug drug dealer. And he's like, no, I'm just trying to do my thing. But that's what he did in the first one. And it's like, yeah, this movie doesn't really hold on its own without having to see the first one. Not at all. And it's like, you really could have had a different film with Eve and Michael Ely. Like, you really could have gave them something else. And I see why now, rewatching it, why Michael Ely probably just didn't show up in the third one. Like, you didn't give him a reason to have to show up in this film. But Mm -hmm. what really bothers me with this one is Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube as an actor. Uh but dog, uh, Ice Cube is always struggling in these movies. Like he's always trying to sell the shop. <laughs> like 
he's inherited the shop and he's always trying to like get out of it but he's also putting a hard predicament in this one because they open it what was it called super cuts or hood cuts or something like mm-hmm. that nappy cuts nappy cuts um they're opening <laughs> nappy cuts across the street and um you know they got fish in the floor where <laughs> which is so crazy but it's the fact that he's in this competition between the two and i don't know it just feels like the storyline between this movie and the whole storyline of nappy cuts reminded me so much of good burger like if you go across it's mondo burger across the street like this corporate giant I can't quite remember Good Burger, but I, I know what you're getting at. But yeah, it was just like I don't know. The first one felt real because um, Ice Cube felt like he had more of a character I mm-hmm. think in the first one. Um, and it was like I don't know, maybe more relatable. But this one it just felt like He came off extremely as a jerk. Yeah, and he starts setting rules, and I don't know, it it just didn't click with me. The nappy cut stuff was funny, though, only because it's like the whole speculation, dang, what they doing over there? I heard they got this over there. Mm-hmm. You know how people kind of like run with speculation and it sounds yeah. crazy, but it was the fact that they actually made it like that. I'm like, Nappy cuts ain't really have to be this um, actual thing that everybody speculated because at the end, people don't even go to nappy cuts. They just win the little war or whatever just because people uh, like the barbershop mm-hmm. uh, and have like ties with it. But nappy cuts is way better. So I'm like, how did they just lose on the first day? Oh, nappy cuts? Yeah. I'm like, it, it didn't make sense. I feel like, because I thought that for a second, like, how is Nappy Cuts losing customers? But then it made me think, how would you technically win if you really think about it? What would make you win as a superior barber shop compared to Calvin's barber shop? Like, if that makes sense. I, oh, I, go ahead. That's going a little too deep into it. I just think they showed at the end, it was like Nappy Cuts lost the war, basically. Oh, true. Okay. And it was like, how it's only the first day like oh they, yeah. they made it seem like the barbershop had won and yeah, it was yeah. like not really we don't know like, like it was the whole thing was over yeah we don't know like how the whole day went for an epic yeah which is true yeah the councilman has like oh yeah it's over with for you and it's like uh, we don't really know so that's true that's very much true i don't know uh calvin was so upset and he's like oh no they're all going to go to nappy cuts. And it's like, do you not have any clients? And you know, like, <laughs> are they all just going to leave and go to nappy cuts? Because, I mean, look at the guy that was there. And he's like, man, we got a nappy cuts out in L.A. I go to them all the time. And it's like, you're not from Chicago. Obviously, you're going to go to nappy yeah. cuts. Like, anybody that legitimately goes to a barber, you're not going to try a new barber instantly. Like, yeah. no one tries out a new barber just because you want to. I think that's one of the things that they didn't touch on and. In- either the first two movies i don't know about the third or just like the loyalty mm-hmm. dear barber none of the it was like none of the little side characters had it at all in the, uh this one hey guys how's it going it's malik here you're listening to the bit by big podcast 
thank you so much at the same time like it really is trying to cover a lot so we at mm-hmm. one point we'll have to try to cover the third one like the third one covers almost too much like it's literally like five to six topics in one but with this one the second one the reason i was like hey man you gotta watch this it's a lot in it like the neighborhood the salon next door uh mm-hmm. the corporate greed across the street um you got who is that um D. Ray Davis, he's still, I mean, his name in the movie is Hustle Guy. Uh, he's still coming in. Checkered Fred, he's coming in, uh, playing checkers. It's like, it's a lot. One thing that I thought was interesting, and I didn't realize it until it hit me that they brought it up in Nappy Cuts, and I didn't even register it with the first one until they said something. Oh, and Calvin was bringing up the rules, and he's like, Y'all can't talk at this volume. You can't talk at that. And I'm, dang, y'all don't got TVs in there. And mm-hmm. then D. Ray Davis brought it up later on, like, "Oh, I need, uh, I can get y'all some TVs." Huh? What barbershop does not have a TV? Like, y'all got a TV, y'all barely got radios. Like, I don't know, do they have TVs in barbershops back then, like that? Oh well, yeah, they had TVs. Cause look, remember at the end or in the middle of the movie, he tried to buy a TV. It was Fatbacks, but he tried to buy a TV. And it was just he wasn't trying to have a TV in there. Uh, Calvin was mm-hmm. the one that was holding the TV back. He was just being cheap. Oh, okay. I mean, it's only early two thousands. He just didn't want a TV because he's always struggling. So I guess he just didn't want to pay for cable. But yeah, he just didn't want one. What did you think of the introduction of the beauty shop? I thought um, the barbershop beauty shop universe <laughs> was when I was younger, I was like, oh man, this is pretty cool because beauty shop was a dope movie. Now rewatching it on, what was the point of this? Uh, no, I, how do I put this? I thought it was nice watching it now because I thought it was funny and understandable because. I get it because in the third, I hate to keep re- going back to the third one in the third one, they combine both of them. Um, uh-huh. But it has nothing to do with Queen Latifah. Like it has nothing to do with any of those women. Actually, that they have, they combine both of them into one like location. Um, but in this one, it was like, okay, that's understandable. It's like right next door, or, you know, like down the street or something. The idea of having a beauty shop, I was like, okay, cool. But they don't ever really touch on it ever again. They never talk about it. Only time they bring up the beauty shop is when he needs her to do what? Like go in there. I say his babysit. Uh baby he brought his daughter there um uh, at the beginning. Well yeah, he brings his kid in there. Then he's like, uh, or no, he brings his son, because it ends up being his son. Uh, in the mm-hmm. third one, this ends up being a son um, who ends up having a different name than what's in this movie, come to find out, which I randomly found out. I didn't know. Um, but it didn't make sense because I was like, I thought he was going to have Queen Latifah watch his child, but then he takes his child to uh, the babysitter later on. And then that's when she tells him about the council meeting. So I didn't understand why he went to the beauty shop because outside of uh, 
telling them, hey, y'all need to have such and such pay rent here. Like she's behind on the rent, whoever their landlord was. So I'm like, what is the purpose of introducing this beauty shop outside of letting us know there's going to be a beauty shop film after this movie? <laughs> I don't think there was a purpose. <laughs> Although I, I really like Queen Latifah scenes. And Me too. And the scene on the, uh, at the little barbecue with Kiki Palmer. It was her first Young movie. Young Kiki Palmer. Yeah. I was like, that was so cool. Yeah, I, I really liked that scene, but it was just like, if you didn't know there was a beauty shop movie coming, it would have made no sense really to put <laughs> that in the movie. It was like, man, they really wasted Queen Latifah. Yeah, because Queen Latifah was the best like part of it. She had some great jokes. Uh, it makes me wonder, like, did y'all cut a lot of Queen Latifah's part out? Like, is there something missing? Like, I'm confused on what was going on. Because, like, is there a beauty shop section that's not in there? Because she only appears really in three scenes. Like, the part at the beginning, the barbecue part, and, no, four scenes. Yeah, the beauty shop part at the beginning, the barbecue part, where he get in the car. I think she blow him a kiss. And then at the end, she appear again. And um, this is it. I seen her on the DVD cover. And on the back of the DVD, like, this is it. I've seen her more than that than I did in this whole movie. Y'all used her in the trailer more than in this movie. Oh, what'd you think about the whole um, Alderman Brown? If you're down, vote for Brown. That all sucked. (laughs) It sucked. He was like like a star character. You know, you're really really positive about Barbershop too. back in business. It's it's not good. Um, uh, It might be something with Ice Cube writing. He didn't even write this movie. Oh, he didn't write it? No. Dang, I thought he wrote wrote these. No. Oh dang! I need to look up the IMDb, but you just got to. I don't know. Barbershop, <laughs> Barbershop one was a way better movie, and this just felt like a money grab. I can see that. I'm not going to agree to that on a public platform, but I could, I could see where your opinion is going. Yeah, hey, I mean, somebody got to say it. <laughs> so, where do you do you put this? Into the Byterian collection. <laughs> Do you give your stamp of approval to this movie? Uh, I think we'll have to pass on this one. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think we're going to have to pass on this one. I think, seeing as how we kind of talked about Barbershop 1 uh, and this as well, I give Barbershop 1 my stamp of approval. Barbershop 2, I don't give it my stamp of approval. Yeah. I'll give Barbershop 1 the stamp. Um, It do have some corny moments, but I think I'll give it um, give it a stamp of approval. Yeah, Barbershop 2 back in business, it doesn't really get my stamp of approval. I'm sorry to whoever's listening if they thought we were giving it the stamp of approval. Uh, well, I will say, Kennard, Keenan Thompson's Kennard, he is pretty hilarious in this, though. He has some funny some funny parts in this movie. He was funny, but he wasn't really needed. He wasn't. I mean, are any of these people really needed at some parts? Is the movie really needed? You can't really say, like, oh, he wasn't really needed. 
I mean, his time could have went to development for one of the other characters. <laughs> you know, you're just really critical right now. Uh, Barbershop 2, man. back in business. I, I really love the train scene stuff, though. That was like my main takeaway was the stuff on the CTA. So what would you give this movie? Some... Huh? What, what would, would I you... give it? Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, or what's your rating? Uh, you usually have a different uh, rating system. You give it 1 to 5. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I use the letterbox uh, yeah. 1 to 5 system. Um, I would probably give it a 2. I figured you were going to say that. Maybe 1 and a half. Jeez. Somewhere around there. This guy is harsh. Because two and a half is like, okay, uh, I, I kind of, I might like it. It's um, up in the air for me, but two is like, yeah, I, don't, I really, I have some problems with it and I really like it that much. Well, listeners, you've heard it here first. I'm not giving my rating. We're going to go strictly off of yours. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> he afraid to he afraid to speak to y'all. He afraid to say his real thoughts on the movie. This is crazy. No, I gave my rating on IMDb. I gave it a six. <laughs> I actually gave it a six. Wow, you you much nicer with movies than I am. IMDb gave it a five point seven. I gave it a six. IMDb is alright. It's alright. That that rating is. Yeah, it's it's close enough to where it should be. Yeah, they gave it a 5.7 out of 10. I gave it a 6. So that's where I stand on it. 10 toes down. Oh. <laughs> that's it on Barbershop 2, back in business. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. <laughs>